like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. Welcome to episode 115 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing out there, man? I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed the football, the basketball, the baseball. What the hockey? Whatever. Wait, no, hockey's over. Goodness gracious! Whatever you guys are watching over the weekend, man, I hope you enjoyed it. Ah, uh, you know, today I have to officially lay my Miami Heat boys to rest, man. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, I, it was, uh, I, you know, I thought I laid them to rest on what was that Friday? I talked to you guys, and then they said, "Hold on, hold on a minute, player. We're not done yet." Forced the game six, and you know we we saw how that finished. So, hey man, gotta 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 give them boys that paid them their respects today, and and of course congratulate the L.A. Lakers on becoming the 2020 NBA champs. So we're gonna of course we're talking about the NBA finals. I want to talk about the NBA bubble in its in its entirety, and then uh, LeBron's legacy. Look, man, we have a lot to get through today. We have a lot to get through today. So uh, get get ready for a long show, a good show, a lot of good content to talk through, a lot of good things to work through here on the rundown. So let's start off with the NBA bubble before I get to the final. I want to talk about the bubble um, because the bubble was impressive. The bubble was impressive. You know, going into this, we didn't know what the bubble was going to be. We didn't we didn't know how the season was going to resume. We didn't understand. Um how they're going to do this with no fans, what the what the gym was going to look like, what the arena was going to look like. We had no no idea how we were going to get through this NBA season. And that's, you know, big, 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 big ups to Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA, man, because wow, just wow, wow. So shout out to the hotel staffs, the cooks, the cleaning services, everyone who worked behind the scenes to make this happen. Because without them, this wouldn't have worked to keep the players safe, to keep the um, keep the players fed, keep them comfortable while they're away from home, away from their families. Uh, that was big. That was big. You know, making the players as comfortable as possible was probably one of the biggest things going into this. How are you going to convince all of your players to come down to Disney World of all places um, for uh, what, what was this March? What? How many months was the bubble? It was a couple months. You know, 100 or so days away from your family, away from your normal home, away from your normal, your normal routine, and come down here and play basketball. You had to make sure the living conditions were right. You had to make sure everything was right. So big ups to them. Then I just want to shout out TNT and ESPN for having these games look as normal as possible. I think that was a big thing for me. I wanted... I, whatever we were doing, I wanted it to feel as normal as possible, and I think that NBA, I mean, excuse me, ESPN and TNT did a great job of that. The broadcast, they felt normal. Um, then we had the virtual fans, which I didn't like at first, surprisingly, and then I ended up loving it. I got used to it. Vis- it was visually pleasing. Everything about the bubble was visually pleasing. The court, the uh, 
just the cameras, the camera angles, the the interviews, everything felt normal. Uh, watching the commentators, the commentary was normal. Everything was fine, and I think that was one of the biggest things too, was just making the game feel as normal as possible. We're doing one of the most, um, just. Uh, obscene just not normal times we're not living in normal times anymore so for our sports and for what we are normally watch what we normally watch to take us away from the outside when that's when it's uh when it was well executed enough to take us away from that and it made it feel normal i think that was that was big that was a big thing so i enjoyed watching the games uh it didn't feel different to me um Let's see. Oh, yeah, and just big up to Adam Silver for weathering the storm. Weathering the storm and allowing players not only weathering the whole pandemic, because I think that it's clear that Adam Silver is definitely the best commissioner in basketball, but weathering the storm outside of the game itself, outside of the pandemic, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, all the police brutality, all the protests going on around the uh the world and in this country specifically it was great to see adam silver allow the players to use their platforms um allow them to have the, the the you know the jersey messages on the back of their uniforms um allowing the black lives matter on the court and everything and allowing you know um sponsors of the nba to run ads uh supporting black Ma- black lives matter i thought that was huge and um, you know, he weathered the storm. He did great. He did a great job making this work and making this feel as good as possible. Also, speaking of Adam Silver, uh he took care he takes care takes care of his people, man. So let's see. What did he do? What did he do? Oh yeah, he gave I think he's given all of the NBA employees a one thousand dollar bonus and then giving them four consecutive Fridays off. Including Thanksgiving week, the entire week of Thanksgiving off. So that is great, man. That's nice. You got to take care of your people. Got to take care of your people. Now let's talk about the basketball side of it. I enjoyed the bubble. I enjoyed the bubble. Even before the playoffs started, I thought there were some good games to finish the regular season. Uh, I want to just shout out Luca, uh, Devin Booker, Dame, Jimmy, of course, um, Jamal Murray. Dragic, all those guys who went down there to Orlando and hooped, man, that some people may or may not have expected them to do so. They made the bubble entertaining. Like I said on Twitter, man, I wish I would have got to see more Luka. I wish I would have got to see more Luka. I was enjoying him in the first round and heading into the playoffs. I definitely enjoyed watching him ball out. I wish we got to see more of that, man. You know, with the all the game winners, the AD game winner, the Devin Booker game winner, the Luka game winner. Uh, it was a game winner in that Toronto series too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff, man, was very, very good. The, those guys went down there and balled out. Everybody went balls to the wall and really hooped like they were supposed to. And I thought that was big. And then, um, we look. I gotta give. I before I say congratulations to the 2020 NBA champs, man. We can't take anything away from Miami. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Miami fan. I'm just saying. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying that this finals run was easy for LeBron and the Lakers. Bro, you play who's in front of you. It's not the Lakers' fault that the uh, that the uh, the Clippers couldn't meet them in the finals. They lost. They they couldn't even make it to the conference finals. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. 
It's not their fault that Golden State couldn't get back to the playoffs this year because of their own problems. It's not their fault. This is they they played who they played. Y'all thought the Rockets could beat them. That didn't happen. Y'all thought a lot of people thought Dame and them was going to give them problems. That didn't happen. And then they beat the Nuggets. Now you talk about the Miami Heat, a team who proved themselves. Everybody, I, I didn't understand why people were saying that Miami and Pacers series was series was going seven. I I didn't see that leak going past four games, and it didn't. I told y'all that was going to be over in four. I told y'all that it was going to beat the Bucks in five. Told y'all that. Guaranteed it. Called it. I knew it. This team wasn't afraid of anybody in, in the East, man. Told you guys it was going to beat the Celtics. I said it was going to be over in five. It was over in six. But I told you guys this. And in my heart of hearts, I knew we weren't going to beat the Lakers. But I didn't think that series was going to be over in four games. Didn't think it was going to be over in five. Initially, I said LA in six. I did. LA in six. I, I, it just made sense. I didn't think Jimmy was going to allow a sweep. I didn't think that this team was going to go out the way they did, even though injuries plagued them to an extent. But they still fought. Still willed their way and and pushed the Lakers to a six game series. I thought that was just great of them. And every I don't think anybody should take away anything that Miami accomplished when they were not even expected to go past the first round. Honestly, so shout my hat goes off to the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Eric Spoelstra, especially man, hell of a coaching job for him. And um, proud of the boys, man, proud of the boys for sure, definitely. Now, let's say congratulations to the 2020 NBA champions, man. The Los Angeles Lakers brought the title back to L.A. for the first time since 2010. Yes, indeed. Uh, Let's talk about game six because, man, Rondo was locked in. Rondo was locked in. KCP was locked in. And, of course, you know, Bron and AD are Bron and AD. But. They were ready for the series to be over. They, they, They saw what everybody was saying over the weekend. And it was obvious that they wanted to impose their will, and they did that. They imposed their will, especially on the defensive end. Uh, they, they were suffocating. You know, they had a 30-point lead early in the game, and it was over. It was over. They went out there, and they just bowled out, and they just showed everybody why they were the number one team in the West and why they deserve to be the champions of the um, NBA because they, they're just the, they're the best team. They're the best team. I don't understand why you guys like to play the – the shoulda, woulda, coulda, or the hypothetical game. Like, oh, if they would have played the uh, the Clippers, they wouldn't have even been here. Okay, but they didn't get a chance to play the Clippers because the Clippers, they couldn't make it. They couldn't hold up the end of the bargain. It's supposed to be the battle of the uh, of L.A. this year. Everybody said, including myself, we all expected the Lakers and the Clippers to meet each other in the playoffs. But PG and Kawhi, they couldn't hold up the end of the bargain. So AD and LeBron got left with what they got. And it was the, and it was a nugget. So they did what they had to do. They you got to play who's in front of you. That's it. That's all. So it is what it is. They were the best team, clearly, because if the late, if the Clippers were the best team, they would have been there. They would they would have been in the series this month. But they weren't here. They weren't here. They couldn't make it. They're no longer with us. So I don't understand why people keep saying that. Um. Let's see what else did I have to say about the about the Lakers, man. Yeah, man, they they impose their will. They impose their will, and they, you know, what I mean, they show why they're the best. Period. 
Period. They got it for Kobe. Got the job done. And um, I'm happy for him. You guys know I love LeBron, man. You guys know I love LeBron. If, it, if they weren't playing Miami, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't have been upset. If they weren't playing Miami, you know, I'd be, I would have been had my late, my LeBron jersey on. I've been just fine. But look, man, I'm a Heat fan first. All right, I'm a, I'm a Heat fan first. I can't just not support my boys. All right, so it is what it is. But uh, shout out to the Lakers, man. Proud of them boys. You know, hell of a season for them. Way to do it after the restart and everything. Now. Let's talk about Mr. LeBron James, man. I want to talk about this man's legacy because I feel like a lot of you guys are not appreciating greatness. Let me just read some things off for you. Four-time finals MVP. Four NBA championships. 16-time All-Star. Six-time All-Defensive Team. Three-time All-Star MVP. 2019-2020 assist champ. 07-08 scoring champ. Third all-time scorer with 34,241 points. Eighth all-time in assists with 9,346. Most points in playoffs all-time with 7,491. 28th playoff triple-doubles. Second behind Magic with 30. Most finals triple-doubles. Come on, man. Come on, man. Four finals MVPs on three different teams. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. At this point, what is the argument? Ten finals appearances. What is the argument at this point? What are we even arguing anymore? I don't want to hear anything about the rings. Rings are a team accomplishment. Are your star players a part of that? Absolutely. But there are people with more rings than Jordan and Kobe and LeBron. We don't call that. Were they not in the GOAT conversation? When we talk about GOATs, when we talk about individual stats, individual stats are individual stats. Numbers are numbers. He's beating a lot of these guys in their numbers. Blowing their numbers out the water. We talk about GOAT status. We talk about longevity. 35 years old, Jordan was retired already. Before he came back with the Wizards. 35 years old, Kobe wasn't winning no more. Kobe was on the sideline with 7-Eleven. Ice bags on his knees. At 35 years old. At 35 years old, LeBron James is the finals MVP and still got a lot left in the tank. So when you talk about greatest of all time, talk about that. Talk about it. Talk about how when he when he go to a team, talk about the Cavs before LeBron went back because he didn't have to go back. Cavs was in nowhere near playoff contention. Nobody was thinking about Kyrie and the Cavaliers. Nobody. LeBron go back home, what they do? They go to the finals. Then they win a championship. Kyrie leave. What LeBron do? Go to the finals two more times. Beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. Came back 3-1. First team in the finals to come back 3-1. Who was on that team? LeBron James was. What the Heat was looking like before LeBron came. They wasn't looking too good. Wasn't looking too good. What LeBron go down there do? LeBron went down there. Brought the whole NBA with him. What they go do? Went to the championship, won two of them. What that what the clip what the Lakers was doing before LeBron got there? Wasn't doing much. Hadn't been back to the finals in ten years. They get back to the finals. LeBron come back. LeBron go to the Lakers. He get they was in first, what was that? Fourth place last year before Christmas time. Around Christmas time they was in fourth place. Bron get hurt. They fall out of playoff contention. Bron told y'all they was going to be back. 
AD come. Lakers number one seed in the West. Make it through gentlemen sweeps through the playoffs and then win the championship. LeBron James' impact is real. He makes people around him better. And he just wins. Guys talk about his finals record. Who cares? Who cares about the finals record? LeBron got more finals appearances than a lot of franchises do. Who can say they've been to a championship 10 times? Go look at that first time he went. Go look at who was on that team. None of those guys are in the NBA today. None of them. If I wasn't a LeBron fan watching at that time, I couldn't name nobody that was on that first Cavaliers team. Anderson Verjao, Ilgowskis, Delonte West. Y'all think Jordan taking them guys to the finals? You think Kobe was going to take them guys to the finals? No way. No way. No way. No way. Can't stand for the LeBron James hate. I can't. I can't. I can't. I cannot. This man has done all that he can do to prove that he is indeed, if not the greatest, if not one of the greatest, but is the greatest of all time. And it's just like watching old heads who ain't won nothing talk about LeBron. And then, of course, you know, analysts talk about Brown, but come on, man. Brown the GOAT. Brown the GOAT. His resume is serious. It speaks for itself. His resume speaks for itself. And he's still not done yet. Brown ran. What if Brown and the Lakers win three straight then? That's seven. That would be what? Seven? Nah. No, no, no. That would be six. Because that would be four, five, six. That would be six rings. If you tie Jordan, then what? If you tie Jordan, then what? What's the argument then? If Brian ended up tying Jordan, it, what'll be our argument? What y'all gonna say? And I really don't want to hear nothing when Space Jam come out because I already know that movie gonna be fire. The uniforms fire. It's gonna blow the original out the water. So I really don't. I mean, it ain't gonna be nothing for left for y'all to argue no more after that come out. And and that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, man, Brian the goat, point blank, and the period. That's just how I feel about that. So when you talk about LeBron's legacy, man, like he said, put some respect on his name. He won his damn respect, too, and it's rightfully rightfully deserved. You know, rightfully deserved. Let's see. Is that it? Is that all I had for the basketball talk before I move on and get into this good football, man? Because we have a lot to talk about in the NFL. Whole lot going on, man. We saw a whole, I saw a whole lot over the weekend. Whole lot. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause. Did the Chargers lose last night? I mean, did the Chargers win last night? Um, hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Speaking of NFL, let's get into it. Let's get into it. What are we going to start with today? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where do I want to start? What do I want to start? Let's start with this DAC injury, man. Because this DAC injury, this whole thing, look. Y'all know heading into the season when Dak's contract talks were happening, I gave Dak a lot of flack for saying no to what the alleged offer was on the table. And, and you know, I, I gave him a lot of flack for wanting more. In hindsight, that was wrong. When these players want to bet on themselves, we can't we can't disagree with it. 
we can't disagree with it. These guys are out there day in, day out, risking their lives, risking their bodies for the game. You look at the quarterback position. Everybody got a bag this offseason. Guys that were up for it, they got one. I already told you guys about the all-team finesse, the all-finesse team. We've seen guys who didn't quite deserve that, but got that. Me personally, I don't think the Cowboys believe in Dak like the Houston Texans believe in Deshaun Watson, like the Chiefs believe in Pat Mahomes. I don't think they believe in him like that. And I think this was going to end up being his prove it year. And maybe if they went to the playoffs and he played well, he would have got the bag. Dak wasn't playing bad this season. I also told you guys they brought Andy Dalton down there for a reason. It's clear that they think Andy Dalton still got some left because he wasn't just going to sit there. So that begs the question, if Andy Dalton, this is completely possible, what if Andy Dalton takes the Cowboys to the playoffs this season? Then what? Then what? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Yesterday we saw Alex Smith come back. We saw Alex Smith come back yesterday. Everybody was all happy. You know, I was happy to see Alex Smith back on the field. We're going to talk about that. But we talk about Alex Smith and what he came, you know, what he came back from two years ago with the, with the leg injury, the, the gruesome broken leg injury, you know, a, a gruesome injury that, you know, Dak, Dak suffered a gruesome injury as well. But when Alex Smith went down and broke his leg and his career was in the balance, we didn't know if Alex Smith was going to come back. Alex Smith had a four year. million contract with $71 million in guarantees and a $27 million signing bonus to fall back on. Not a $31 million franchise tag. One more time. $94 million, $71 in guaranteed, and a $27 million signing bonus. That's the difference between Dak Prescott and Alex Smith. And with what to show for it? I'm not saying Alex Smith didn't deserve his contract going, you know, leaving the Chiefs after Pat, the rise of Pat Mahomes and ended up in, in, in uh, Washington. But my point is, Dak Prescott, once again, I give him a lot of flag. I don't like the Cowboys. But Dak Prescott, his numbers aren't that bad. He's been to the playoffs before. Cowboys went 13 and 3 in 2016. Best Cowboys team I saw in a long time. If this is your future, why not pay him like he is? You paid Zeke. Clearly, y'all believe in Zeke. But you're not going to pay your game manager. The one who get everything rolling. What sense does that make? Clearly, y'all don't believe in him. And this is really why Dak should have really pressed Jerry. You know, he should have he should have pressed him harder, man. He should have held out. And that's once again, that's easier said than done because it's like, you know, you want to be with your team. You don't want to cost them games or be away from the team. You want to win. 
your competitor at the end of the day, but it's a business. And this business is very ugly. Ugly. What if Dak can't play again? God forbid, what if he can't play again? What if he's never the same? Dak Prescott is not a he's not a pocket passer, he's a mobile quarterback. What if that aspect of his game diminishes or is completely gone? Who is Dak Prescott after that? Is Dak going to still be worth $150 million or $35 a year after this injury? Probably not. Not in Dallas, at least. And that's really sad, man. It's sad. It's sad. Pay these players before it's too late. Pay them. If you feel like that's your franchise player, and this is a player you're going to build your team around to go for the next five, I mean, eight to ten years, pay them that way. Show them their appreciation while they can play. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till it's too late. But I, I like I said, I, I really think they were looking for an out, man. They were looking for an out. I'm not saying they wished this on Dak Prescott. I'm not saying they wanted a gruesome injury like this. All I'm saying is they were waiting for something. I think they were waiting for something. They wanted him to have a bad game, a bad stretch of games. They were waiting for a reason to put Andy Dalton in. That's what it felt like to me. That's how I feel. Because I don't think they believe in Dak. But that's exactly why Zeke did what he did. Held out on a rookie deal. He said, "Yo, yeah, he knows his worth. These players know their worth. They know their worth. They know their worth. And you got to pay them that way. Got to pay them that way. But it's a very, very, very unfortunate situation for Dak. And um, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I saw it. I saw, you know, I saw the." Injury but I didn't want to watch the play I hate watching stuff like that all I'm going to say is man, I pray for a speedy recovery for Dak And I hope he's able to get back on the field And returns to 100% Because that, that's just not That's not right man Not right Um, Let's stay in the NFC East Let's stay in the NFC East Let's talk about the Washington football team Let's talk about that Let's talk about that because Exactly what I wanted to happen did happen So they lost They got spanked by the, the LA Rams 30-10 to 10. Kyle Allen went 9 for 13, 74 yards, sacked twice, and then got himself knocked out of the game because he wanted to be cute, wanted to be tough, and go head up with Jalen Ramsey. Boy, was that a bad decision. He must ain't watched the game last week. Then Alex Smith, he took his leg and a half in there and went 9 for 17 for 37 yards, and he got sacked six times. Six times. But you see, no. I thought Kyle Allen was the answer. I thought Alex Smith was the savior. I guess I guess not, man. Look, Alex Smith can barely move out there, man. His lateral movement is not, no. It is not safe for him to be on the football field. And he don't need to be out there, man. He don't need to be nobody's second string quarterback. He needs to be right there. With a with a with a uh, with a beanie on and a headset because no, no 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 that ain't that ain't it that ain't it. 
That ain't it. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. Aaron Donald jumped all on his back. I was just like, mm, no, it's not a good look. But it's clear, man. This team has bigger problems than quarterback play. I don't understand. I don't understand, man, why you guys thought benching Dwayne was going to be the answer. That's not that. That wasn't the, that was not the problem. Y'all got a clearly eight sacks between two quarterbacks. Your offensive line is trash. Obviously, that outside of Terry, man, who who are these boys having to throw to? Ain't nothing happening in the backfield. Like this team defense, I don't even want what defense. This team altogether is just bad. It's a bad situation for any quarterback. So to give up on Dwayne, I I didn't I, I still don't understand that. I don't. And if Allen has another dismal uh, performance. Who they play this week? Let me see what they play this week. I mean, it really don't matter. It doesn't matter. But I, I just want to. I want to check it out. I want to check it out. Who they got this week? Oh, you lucky they got the Giants. Look, if Kyle Allen go out there and lay a goose egg and have a dismal another dismal performance against the Giants, I don't want to hear nothing else from nobody. I don't want to hear nothing else. There's nothing else to to say. And starting Alex Smith, that would be insane. That's not the answer either. That's not the answer. But it's like I said, it's obviously obvious. Y'all don't want Dwayne there. Y'all don't want him there. Then trade him. Let him go. Let him go somewhere else to another organization that'll take care of him. That'll 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 groom him and get him get him right. Because y'all clearly don't want him. Clearly don't want him, man. There's no need to waste his time. Waste the talent that he has. Waste, you know, it's no need. It's no need. Because clearly, y'all don't know what the hell y'all doing. Y'all bringing Ron Rivera, and it ain't like nothing going to be changed no time soon. Honestly. Worst division in football. Y'all can't even win a, win a game. Y'all, y'all got one win under Dwayne's belt. And outside of that, y'all ain't doing nothing, man. Y'all ain't doing nothing. And don't, and don't try to play the... Uh, all right, it's not working out with Allen. Dwayne, you back. No, 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 no. Don't, don't play that game either. And if I was him, I would stay sick. Shoot, I might even be hurt. I might even be like, ah, I can't. My hip hurt. I would say something undisclosed so they can't figure out if I'm lying or not. Because I'm not going back out there and play for y'all. I'm not going to go out there and get myself hurt for this team. I'm not going to go out there and, and damage my chances of landing on another team because there's no need. Y'all not y'all don't want me here. And I don't want to be at this point. I wouldn't want to be there anymore. Wouldn't want to be there anymore. It's, it's, it's just not worth it. It ain't worth it. It is not worth it. But that's all I had on that. I don't, I don't really want to go too much. I, I think I set my piece on that situation. But let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons, man, because it, it, it it's a wrap for them. Things finally hit the fan. After an 0-5 start, things finally hit the fan for the Atlanta Falcons. They went on and got Dan Quinn up out of there. Fired the GM, too. Got him out of there. Said, you know what? Everybody get the hell out. Then they talk about uh, Matt Ryan might be his time in Atlanta may be coming to an end, which I can see. I can see that, too. But look, man, I mean, I don't I don't understand what, <laughs> what you guys expect. This team... This team hasn't been, they haven't been themselves since the Super Bowl, since the 28-3. You go you go back, things just haven't been the same for them. 
Then even this year, blowing fourth quarter leagues, like blowing big fourth quarter leads, big leads that just not finishing football games. Then their entire secondary gets hurt. And then yesterday it just looked like they didn't even want to play. I can't tell if Dan Quinn lost them and they was just like, yo, we not, we not, I'm giving up on him or I don't know what it is, but this Falcons team just looks depleted and their ugly new uniforms don't make it any better. But uh, tying back into what I was just talking about, let's look, look at Matt Ryan. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in 22nd, 27 consecutive drives. No touchdown. This is a team with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and um, what's my guy? Ryan uh, Cage hasn't thrown a touchdown in 27 consecutive drives. He couldn't find one of those when they played the, when they played us. He wasn't even looking at Julio. Oh yeah, they got Hayden Hurst too, and he ain't throwing a touchdown to nobody in 27 consecutive drives. That don't sound too good to me. That don't sound good at all. That don't sound like starting quarterback football right there. I don't think so. I don't think so. Man, free Julio. Free Julio because he ready to go. Julio ready to get out of there. I think Julio ready to go. But, hey, at least now we got another black coach in the league. Um, Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris will serve as the Falcons interim coach until they figure out things down there. Now, that is a situation that I don't know if I would want to go down there and interview for. I don't know. I don't know. That's just a mess right now. It is a mess. But they have potential. You know, that offense, that offense shouldn't be that bad. But like I, I, like I, like people are saying, it may be time for Matt Ryan to move on. You know, maybe it is time for Matt Ryan to, you know, them for them to move on from Matt Ryan as well. But we'll see. I don't know if they're gonna give up on old Matty Ice just yet. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, let's see. What we have. I think that's all I had from that. I mean, that was just cut and dry. We knew that was coming, man. It was a terrible start for them Falcons. Terrible start. Let me talk about Tom Brady, man. I I, I want to talk about Brady because I didn't talk about this on Friday. I'm gonna go back and and and, and talk about not the, the game itself, not his performance, not him not knowing what down it was. I want to talk about after the game. This is the second time he walked off the field without shaking Nick Foles' hand. Yeah. Second time he did it in the Super Bowl and he did it again on Thursday, and he shook hands. He he's been shaking hands, so I don't want to hear. About the COVID thing. No, 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 no. You just a sore loser. Sore loser. You didn't want to shake that man hand because he beat you again? Was out there rolling your eyes like a little girl when you got sacked. Then you cussing and fussing on the sideline because you getting your ass whooped all night and you picking yourself up off the ground every other play. Then you don't want to shake hands with Nick after the game. And... You know, I I start to understand where Odell be coming from. You know, when Brady getting his feelings on the sideline, it's just him being a fiery competitor. Oh, it's just his competitive nature. He just want to win. It's just in his DNA to be like that. Oh, it's just Brady being Brady. But when Odell do it, oh, he's a distraction. Why he crying again? Why he performing on the sideline? 
it's this. He's a cancer. Blah, blah, blah. But Brady, Brady, it's all good, though, if Brady do it. So, I don't, I don't like that. Don't understand that. But I do. I get it. I understand. But it's not a good look. And everybody trying to talk about my my 12 and his attitude. Man, Tom Brady the one that's acting like a fool. He the one that's out here, you know what I mean? Not shaking people's hands and all this stuff. That's that's him. That's just not good. That ain't good at all. That ain't good at all. But that's all I have for that. I don't want to stay on that too long. That was just something I noticed. That was just something I noticed. Let's see. Because we still got more football to talk about. Okay. Let's see. Let's talk about COVID-19. All right. Unfortunately, we got to do this. Then we can week, recap week five. And then, I, and then I think I'm going to get a little while. <laughs> I talk. And then I think I'm going to get you guys out of here a little earlier today. And I'll be back on Saturday. Get you guys ready for the fight this weekend and everything like that. So, listen, man. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh wait, I lied. I lied. I lied. I got to preview the game tonight. I forgot we had a game tonight. The game I'm looking forward to the Bills and Titans game tonight. I'm gonna do that and then get you guys out of here. But first, let's talk about COVID nineteen. It's unfortunate, but I told you guys I would have to talk about this, man, every week. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate, but this just goes to show how unprepared Roger Goodell and the NFL truly were. This is one of the, this is the team that was in their full off season when the pandemic first started, and they're still they still came into this thing, brought a knife, nah, not even a knife. They brought like a a plastic butter knife to a machine gun fight. With this 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 uh pandemic and it's just sad to watch, man, because it's like it's it's bad for the players and it's really bad for the fans. So I don't know what to do. I guess implement stricter fines for breaking you know, breaking protocol and stuff like that. I guess, you know, money talks. Guys don't like when you hit their pockets. They'll listen if you start really hitting their pockets. So I, I that's that's one thing you could do. Uh maybe try to like bubble each team. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that, but maybe attempt a little bubble for each team. Um, and I think one player positive shouldn't affect a game. I don't think I don't think if one player or one staff member gets a positive, if if everybody else checks out fine, then I don't think everybody else should have to suffer suffer. Because one person didn't do what they were supposed to do Because clearly it's on them Because if one person gets it and nobody else does Then it's on that one person And I feel like everybody else shouldn't be account- held accountable for them That's also what I think I think, you know, we look at the post game uh, You know, players walking up to each other Chalking after the game Make players mask up for that But then again, they've just been on the field with each other for 60 minutes So that don't even make no sense Yeah, I don't know I don't know. I don't know. And and so far, I don't think any team has given it to each other. It's it's mostly been in-house stuff. So teams have to just, like I said, hold each other accountable, man. Got to hold each other accountable. It's a must. It's a must. 
It's a must. Let's see. That's all I have for that. So moving on, let's recap week five. Then I'll preview preview tonight's game, and then I'll get you guys out of here. So the Raiders, man, they stunned the Chiefs. Completely stunned the Chiefs. I don't think anybody had that happening outside of Vegas or Oakland, if, you st- if we still got Oakland fans. Then we saw the Miami Dolphins put 43 on the 49ers. I wasn't expecting that. Hey, man, I, I told you guys, even before the injuries, I told you guys about the 49ers. I wasn't, I wasn't telling you guys a lie. I wasn't. Then we see in that division, the, the Rams are 4-1. Seahawks haven't lost yet. That division is not weak. And it's only going to get stronger. I knew that. I knew that. Then we look at the, the Ravens and Bengals, man. Poor Joe. Poor Joe Burrow. Poor Joe Burrow, man. Listen. These these rookie quarterbacks are not saviors, bro. They're not they're not sit there to save your franchise. Like, come on, man. Come on. Why draft and start someone who you have nothing in place for him? You don't have nothing in place for him. No line. Nothing. Yeah, let's start him. Getting this kid killed. Week in and week out Because you guys didn't properly prepare For your number one draft pick That's just not right That's just not right There's no room to grow And it's trial by fire And I don't think that's fair at all To the to Joe Barrow At all Now speaking back to the Seahawks Man why the hell Did, did Zimmer go for it On, on uh, fourth down Why not kick the field goal bro Why not kick the field goal You kick the field goal You're up eight points Seahawks gotta score and then they got to go for two. Then, deeper than that, terrible play call. I hate fourth and inches, man, because you already know what the play is. These defense knew you were going to try to run it with Dalvin Cook up the middle. Now, granted, it did look like Dalvin Cook hit the wrong hole. He looked like Trent Richardson on that play, but the play call itself, run a little play action, maybe a little toss, something to get you some room. I didn't, I didn't, th- I didn't like the play call. Um, other things going on around the league, man. The Steelers are still rolling, undefeated. The Bears beat the Bucks, and uh, last night the Saints overtime win over the Chargers. They won that game thirty to seventeen. Now tonight, what we got going on tonight? We got the Bills taking on the Titans. So a couple of things here, man. Well, the Titans, you know, they've barely practiced. You know, you don't know if they how they're going to look. Well, they need to knock some rust off. But all I know is I need 50 points between Diggs and Henry tonight. That's what I need to come back. That's all I know. But tonight, the Bills have a chance to assert themselves uh, as one of the top teams in the AFC, of course. They come into this game 4-0. Josh Allen has thrown 1,326 yards with 12 touchdowns and one interception. He also leads the team in rushing touchdowns with three. Uh, Devin Singletary's rushed for 50 times, 50 touches, 213 yards, and one touchdown. Diggs leads the team in receptions uh, in receiving yards with 26 receptions, excuse me, 403 yards, and two touchdowns. On the flip side of that, the Titans come into this game 3-0, 809 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Derrick Henry has 82 touches, 319 yards, two touchdowns. And in the receiving core, we got Corey Davis with 15 receptions, over 200 yards, and one touchdown. Then we got John New Smith, 13 receptions, 100 
81 yards and three touchdowns. So this game should be good. It should be a good Tuesday night primetime game. We have no positive tests. Everybody's healthy, ready to go. So Bills 4-0, Titans 3-0. I'm riding with the Bills on this one. You guys know I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. So it should be a good game. But uh, uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I'll be back on Saturday. Get you guys ready for the weekend and the big, big fight on Saturday night. So um, make sure you guys continue to like, subscribe, watch IGTV video, um, you know, follow the social media accounts, get you some merch, all that good stuff, man. So for the 115th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified.